Hey there, avid listeners. Thanks again for tuning into Sin's Workshop. Hope you're having a wonderful day. All right, today we're going to be talking about Miss Meteor by uh, Taylor K. Mejia and Anna Marie McLemore. McLemore. I like that name. That's a nice name. So I have to say I really love this book. Um, it does follow Lita. She's a girl made out of stardust, and she's turning into stardust, but she doesn't want to go back to the stars or the cosmos. She wants to stay on Earth with her friends. And I have to say, first and foremost, this is a book about your identity. It is an underdog story. It is a book about equality and finding your voice, and I wholly loved it. I did. I loved how the authors incorporate magical realism and fantasy into this underdog story. I thought it was really well done and compelling, and I love how it did represent the LGBTQ community. I will say this, there's a lot of LGBTQ representation in this novel, and what I really love about this novel is the authors do hint at their sexuality and their identity. However, the reader doesn't know until the characters come out on their own. And that's what I think is amazing. You know, you can speculate all you want, but you're never going to know until someone is honest with themselves and find that courage within themselves, find that magic and power within themselves to really come out and be and live their true selves. And, you know, it, it takes place, you know, in a small little town, uh, I believe in Texas. And Lita, she looks um, Hispanic. And everyone calls her an alien. I mean, that kind of strikes a nerve with her a lot because she is stardust. So she's like, oh, God. But she still has that same feeling that most people do have, like when you're facing that kind of discrimination. I think it's really powerful that she decides, you know what, I'm going to be in this beauty pageant and fight to stay despite all of your hate, so go screw yourselves. I think it's a great moment when she decides she's going to enter this beauty pageant and try to win even though she has brown skin and dark hair. It doesn't look like their typical winner. I think it's extraordinary how these characters just come together and find their courage to be and live their true selves. And you really never really know. I don't really want to spoil anything. I think I did put, um, put some spoilers in my YouTube review, so I do apologize for that if you have seen it. But th those are powerful moments when the characters come out to the reader because they are coming out on their own terms. They are revealing their true selves on their terms, on no one else's terms, on their terms. And I think that that's a very powerful moment. And I think it's great for the LGBTQ community um, to see that strength and love and warmth and respect and resilience just shine like stardust throughout the novel. And I wholly encourage that, I wholly encourage picking up this novel because of the voices inside of it. I mean, Lita is great. I loved Lita. She's so snarky and funny and warm, and I love Chiki, too. Um, 
she her full name is Chiquita, you know, from the banana brain, that banana brand, but everyone just calls her Chicky. I do love how the main characters in this novel come from Latin American backgrounds because as a, um, a Mexican reader, it's nice to see yourself represented in these characters. And I definitely felt myself represented in Lita, even though as far as the Mexican goes, you know, I'm 100% Mexican, but you wouldn't know it to look at me. When people hear me speak Spanish, they're like, whoa, this girl knows Spanish. I'm like, yeah, I'm Mexican. 100% Mexican. And you wouldn't know it to look at my grandmother too, who was born and raised in Jalisco. Um, cause she's very pale and she sunburns and I tan, I mean, I just tan, but, and my grandfather, he's from Zacatecas, you know, you really wouldn't know it. Um, to look at them that they're Hispanic and Despite that, you know, I still feel, I guess I'm kind of like these characters in that way. I look like I fit in, but I really don't. And that's why I like having Latin American representation in stories. Because yes, I am very pale. Um, everyone's shocked when I say, yeah, I'm Mexican. 100% fully Mexican, Mexican parents. Well, my dad's Puerto Rican, but <coughs> my mom's Mexican. I feel like there's always been this barrier, especially because, you know, growing up, I didn't really find a lot of Latin American characters in the books I read, but now there are. Now there's definitely more diversity and representation in stories. And I also did connect to this because I'm also um, bisexual and I never thought I was going to marry a man first and foremost, you know, uh, <laughs> um, but I did. And I liked that there, but again, growing up, let me start here, growing up, I don't really think I realized my sexuality until I was in high school um, because again you know your literature and media they're still trying to find ways to incorporate everyone you would think it shouldn't be that hard you know I guess it's just publishers are just hesitant to publish things it's just like no don't these are our voices. They deserve to be heard. And that's why I love books like Miss Meteor. Because the authors have gone out of their way to highlight LGBTQ representation and um, Latinx culture. I love it. You know, Chiki's parents on the Hispanic restaurant oh gosh i'd love that <laughs> i would love to just have my own bookstore on the second floor and then the first floor is mexican food i would love that one day to just have that 
or some kind of, you know, like a little taco bar. You know, it's a bar, but we serve Hispanic food, deal with it. So that's my dream. So I loved the Latin American culture represented in the story. I love the friendships and the adversity these characters face because they rise to the occasion. They sometimes shirk back and hide, but that's part of life. You know, you, you, we as humans do have a tendency to get scared and to just kind of go into our shells, but these characters, you know, from Chiqui to Lita, they find that strength inside themselves to live their truth, to be true to themselves, to find the strength to stand up to everyone and say, well, screw you, man. This is who I am. And those moments are powerful. Those moments are tied to their friendship, to their love for one another. And I think that that is incredibly powerful and compelling to read. And I have to say, I did love this story. Um, I think it was incredibly well written. I love the pacing. I love the magical realism. I love the science fiction, the fantasy that's all woven together into the story to make a compelling story uh, that has voices in there that deserve to be heard. And I mean, I can't say this enough, you know, I just, it's a wholesome story, and I loved it. <laughs> and I definitely highly recommend it. So this was Miss Meteor. I'm going to go ahead and give it four and a half out of five stars. It didn't quite blow me away, but it was incredibly raw wet. And, um, and I definitely did love it, and I definitely did feel a strong connection to it. Now, if you want to go ahead and purchase the book, I recommend purchasing it off of bookshop.org. If you want to go ahead and check out this book from your local library because money's tight or you're just a little, a little on the fence of it, please support your local library and check it out from them. You can get the Libby app or the Overdrive app. You can sign up for digital e-cards. You can get e-copies and audiobooks. And, you know, you can also do curbside pickup if you are hesitant, understandably, during this pandemic of going to your local library. I hope you all will continue to support me by liking this podcast and sharing it with all your book-loving friends. On that note, I hope you all have a great rest of your day, and as always, happy reading.